been a few days since your favorite podcast, TikTok Bobby, has been on. I just wanted to wish you all happy holidays. You know, Hanukkah started on Sunday, the 18th, which is, you know, in the Jewish tradition and religion, 18 is a lot of luck. It's high. May you have 18 years of luck, another 18, another 18, another 18. And of course, Christmas is coming on Sunday. So I just wanted to talk to you about the holidays. And I was going to talk about, you know, the article in the Times, which I read, but I'll talk another day about this, the ritual of degrading women in rape trials. It's just horrible to talk about that for me during the holidays. So I read this really interesting article. I love to read, you know, and talk about stuff from the L.A. Times because in the op-ed, I love L.A. Times. This one is Blue Holiday Songs Can Offer Comfort and Joy Too. This article is by David W. Stowe. Thank you, David, for writing this. So, in American culture, Christmas is often synonymous with joy. Many familiar carols proclaim this message with joy to the world, the Lord, whatever that is, resounding in thousands of churches, while its secular counterpart exhorts listeners to have Halla, have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Okay, but for many people, many people, the emotions of the season are more complicated, and this time of your year brings forth feelings of nostalgia and melancholy. We think of loved ones missing from the holidays. Parents are wistful for a time when their children still wrote to Santa Claus. By the way, you know, we celebrated both Hanukkah and Christmas at my house when my son was young because his father wasn't Jewish. I've already shared this. I'm Jewish. So we celebrated both, which I thought was great. So I still have the symbolic Hanukkah tree. It's my forever tree. By the way, I had a forever tree like Harold Lloyd, the infamous silent screen star, had a forever tree that had so many expensive ornaments and things on it. Oh, my God. You'd just be amazed what he had. And I had a forever tree, but eventually... I had to let my forever tree go because my kitten at the time, Lulabelle, who is now a three-year-old cat, destroyed, <laughs> literally destroyed the tree as a kitten will always do. So I'm just saying that that's what happened. All right. So, <clears throat> but Cameron loved the Christmas tree and the Hanukkah bush. And in fact, he believed in Santa Claus until he was like 13. I know I'm going to Tell tales. When I told him there was no Santa Claus, he cried. What? Your mother and father are Santa Claus, okay? I'm just letting you know. He believed until he was 13. Isn't that about 12, something like that? He believed in the tooth fairy, too, because when he lost a tooth, I would put some money in his little tooth fairy pillow under his bed. So I'm just saying on the side of his bed, under his bed. Anyway, so we think back to the article, which is so fabulous. We think of loved ones missing from the holidays. Parents are wistful for a time when their children still wrote to Santa. 
Nearly everyone has too much to do and lonely people may feel their isolation more acutely. Mm. When Christmas music starts, it's multi-week marathon. I often think about the songs that recognize how this most wonderful time of the year can actually feel far from it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Who doesn't remember that Andy Williams song, right? Some of this sentiment was captured by Elvis Presley in his version of Christmas without you. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. Yes, anyway, so we all know that incredible song. He'll, he'll be so blue thinking about you. The notion of a blue Christmas is increasingly being recognized by churches where one might expect messages of holiday joy to override more conflicted emotions. Some congregations now often blue offer blue Christmas services. Well, I didn't know that. Wow. Where readings underscore the reality of loss, but also the message of hope represented by the birth of Christ. Yes, I know I'm Jewish, but Christ was Jewish. In fact, during Advent, the period of the church calendar leading up to Christmas churches often emphasized the sense of mystery and confusion that preceded Christ's birth. Possibly the best known Advent song is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which has solemn change chant-like melody that dates back to 15th century France. Well, I never knew that one either. Wow, this is interesting. Wow, we... Hmm. Okay, let's read the rest of this. Wow. The opening verse refers to the Jewish inhabitants of ancient Jerusalem, conquered by Babylon, and mourning in lonely exile here, awaiting a Messiah of Emmanuel, meaning God with us, predicted by the prophet Isaiah. They yearn for him to disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadow put to flight. Beyond church doors, Vince Garaldi, who I was just talking to my husband, Ed, about it. Christmas time is here with its moosey jazz harmonies and waltz feeling like an angelic sounding children's choir captures the bittersweet quality of the holidays. It's the opening song of the classic Peanuts animated TV special that begins fittingly with the depressed Charlie Brown going to Lucy for therapy. Who doesn't remember that? Christmas time is here. Oh, I love Vince Garaldi. May he rest in peace. But to my mind, I'll be home for Christmas might convey the atmosphere of nostalgia and melancholy of the season better than any other. Recorded in 1943, almost exactly halfway through out World War II, became a hit for Bing Crosby, just as his white Christmas had done the year before. I'll be home for Christmas, he sings in his rich baritone, describing the snow and mistletoe he's hoping for before listeners realize this visit home may occur only in his dreams. The popularity of Crosby's version is due in part to how it captured the feeling of a world at war. Ah, so, yet fearing it might lower morale, 
The BBC banned the song during the war, saying it had adopted a policy of excluding sickly sentimentality, which particularly when sung by certain vocalists can sung by can become nauseating and not at all in keeping with what we feel to be the need of public in this country. Huh. The catalog of melancholy Christmas tunes is, you know, is large and still growing. Have yourself a merry little Christmas with its mood of wishful thinking was also written in the wartime of 1943, telling us that through the years, we will all be together if the fates allow. Please come home for Christmas, a hit for many artists, including the Eagles. Hmm. Doubles down on the romantic longing of Blue Christmas. Joni Mitchell's River, nothing more fabulous or anyone more fabulous than Joni Rivers. Wow. Opens with a wistful piano playing notes from Jingle Bells and includes the lyrics, I wish I had, I wish I had a river I could skate away on. Gotta remember all these things are coming to mind for me. The, la the list goes on and on and on. It's no mystery why this season has produced its share of sad songs. For many of us, the holidays carry an emotional bob, right? Some people have too many people to connect with and buy gifts for, for others not enough. December can be a lonely month. We often measure our current lives against the past with which much of the angst fills it away by selective memory. Still, even for those who find this season difficult, the holidays can hold the promise of a more peaceful, harmonious world. And we can take comfort in the fact that the mixed emotions of the holidays have helped create some wonderful music that reminds us that in some way we can together muddle through somehow, at least while the songs are playing. Wow, -ee. now this is what this guy does, which is very interesting to me. David W. Stowe teaches religious studies at Michigan State University and is the author most recently of Song of Exile, The Enduring Mystery of Psalm 137. Oh my God, I have to read that. This article was produced in partnership with The Conversation. Now, isn't that interesting? I love that. I love holiday songs. I'm looking through the newspaper to see what other interesting things I want to talk about, you know, which are holiday related. He is a cute one. Oh, and you know, I just have to say, <coughs> excuse me, we lost our beautiful, wonderful P22, in case you don't know who that is. He was our cat. He was our wild cat in the wild. So somebody wrote this article, and I'm going to read it because she wrote it in the Hollywood Hills. Because Ed and I live, Ed and me, Ed and I, I don't know who it is or what it is. We lived in the Hollywood Hills, okay, for a few years. We had a beautiful house there. Oh, it was phenomenal. This little girl says when I, when she was four years old, a family of raccoons would visit a tree just outside my backyard fence at night. My mom suggested that I put sand at the bottom of the tree to see if they would leave any tracks. And to my delight, they did. And so began my understanding of our coexistence with wildlife. 
Little did I know at the time that the pathway on the side of my house was actually a super highway for the spectacular creatures in my neighborhood, including the elusive P-22. A few, years, a few years ago, my parents installed a security camera on the side of our house that became a wildlife cam. The Griffith Park mountain lion made many appearances outside of our home over the years, along with bobcats, skunks, and other creatures. Wow. One thing I found fascinating that was P-22 clearly paused at the edge of the street and looked both ways before crossing, just as people do. Clearly, P-22 knew this was dangerous, but he often had no choice but to cross roads in search of food or a mate. I feel blessed to have had this chance to observe P-22, his survival for 10 years in Griffith Park was a miracle and we need miracles in our lives. So thank you, P22, for giving us the chance to root for you every day and for being a shining example of how coexisting with wildlife is not only possible, but imperative. From Lana C. Duffy in the Hollywood Hills, okay? Anyway, so they're all talking, all these people in these letters, some like P-22, some didn't like P-22. But, you know, my husband really mourned the passing of P-22. And uh, I'm reading some of the articles, you know. Anyway, they should, someone said, why not put P-22 on L.A. City flag? Well, that's interesting. Angelino's in mourning for city's coolest cat, P-22. We all know that the California state flag has a grizzly bear on it. Does anyone even know what Los Angeles city flag looks like? I looked it up recently, and my only memory of it is that it's a bit garish. <laughs> oh, that's cute. May I suggest putting our beloved mountain lion, P-22, on a redesigned flag? It would represent our dedication to cohabitating with wildlife and also our support for all the immigrants hello, who have made their truck trek here. I'm an immigrant from New York, so 1976. Just as P-22 did crossing two highways to reach Griffith Park, Evelyn Thompson, Woodland Hills. And talking about me moving here in 1976, you know, I was like, I didn't know what I was going to do with myself then. You know, I'd given up my teaching career. I had been a teacher, forced to be a teacher by my mother and the husband at the time and all that business and craziness and everything. So what I did was I uh, got an opportunity to come out here and sing in a nightclub called the Towpath Inn on La Cienega Boulevard in West Hollywood. It was originally across from uh, a shoe company called um, 422. I think that was it. And it's now trashy lingerie, you know, started by these two, this couple that, let me tell you something. They were what they call swingers back in the day. There are still swingers. Would you believe a sidebar, sidebar at a party I was at the other night? I met, oh, I knew, know this guy. All of a sudden, guys, this is my wife and her boyfriend. I went, what? Excuse me? Wife and boyfriend? I guess there are still swingers in the world. You know, I've had a few experiences with being a swinger. It's not all cracked up. It's I, I, it's not my scene. You know, I don't feel like sharing my man or anybody else with somebody else. I'm just saying, okay. Sidebar, 
That's me. So from trashy lingerie, they were swingers. Okay. So what can I tell you? That's what they did. But I came out at a sing in a club. And it was a very interesting experience. And I stayed. I didn't want to go back to New York. What did I have in New York? Nothing. Except family locals. My mother was there. Brother, his family, uncle and aunt, cousins, all that kind of stuff. But nothing really, nothing to really ground me to like a place. I just wanted to forget about my experiences in New York and get away from all the people there and just stop myself anew and create the new me, which is what I did. So um, I moved out in uh, June and got into this click right away. You know, LA is a very clicky place if you are... Um, <clears throat> if you're not in a clique or with a group of people, you know, you, you sort of like, you're not part of anything. And I had this great clique of people that I was in. There was, um, the guy who brought me out, Dennis Ritz, who was an agent and an advertising person, very creative, very successful. And their friends, Shirley and Larry DeVore, who had started DeVore Industries, that's a lighting company that I eventually worked for. Toddy Ames, who was an actress, her boyfriend, uh, what was his name? God, he was a German or he was, I forget what his name was. And just a few people. And we would go to their house like a lot of times, you know, and oh, Dennis Ritz's boyfriend. We would hang out in Toddy's house, you know, around a big circular table. Boy, did they introduce me to so many things. Smoking pot. Oh, my God. I used to smoke a lot of pot with them um, at the time. It was in the, the mid-70s. What can I tell you? So that was that experience. And But they were swingers, too. They also were swingers. And, you know, they had a pool at the bottom of their house in the Hollywood Hills, close to where we used to live. And they always used to swim nude. And, you know, you girl, TikTok Bubby, did swim in the nude. But I wasn't interested in swinging with anybody. It was never my scene. I just, I didn't like it. I felt weird. I really felt very weird getting into that swinging scene. So if you're interested in having me swing with you, forget it. I ain't going to swing with you. Maybe I'll swing on a swing. And that's it. That's not my scene. So <clears throat> we spent great holidays together. You know, it was Hanukkah, Christmas. It was just lots of things. And even last year when I was working as the Noni, you know, from the lender, oh, what a great Christmas holiday that was, you know. And it was just, it was an amazing party. And that was an amazing job. And I love those people I worked for. And it was just a 10-month experience of, you know, pure pure, unadulterated joy. And, you know, it just was great. And, you know, you have to go through an experience um, in the holiday season and just, you know, move along and go on to the next experience. And that's been my life all along. You know, I've sort of like been that kind of a person where I've just like not done one thing all my life. One thing just does not suit me. I have to go to the next thing and the next, and the next, and the next. I mean, that's what I have to do for my, you know, for my sanity and my creativity, creating different things, which is why I created TikTok Bubby, which is why I created my podcast. It's all those things that I created. And 
which is why I love to talk about things, you know, from the articles and, you know, read everything. Oh, you know what? Anyway, so I'm just looking through all this stuff that somebody's saying, doing more for your local wildlife. Isn't that the truth? Uh, we have to do more. We just really have to do because, you know, this is a wildlife area. They were living here before us, just like the indigenous people, right? Of course, right. So basically, you know, if people um, would do more for the environment, and do more for all wildlife instead of putting, putting up these goddamn freeways everywhere. Always fucking fixing freeways. Even during the holiday season, you know what I'm saying? So, oh God, you know, I'm, I'm running off on a ranch. I went from like singing sad songs to the holidays. And, you know, if you feel lonely, if you have nothing to do, if you want to talk to me, you know, reach out to me. On TikTok, message me. I will call you back because I will be having lots of interesting people on my podcast in the next few weeks after Christmas well, and New Year's. We'll talk about that. I'm going to have uh, Michael and his mother back again, you know, and I'll probably have uh, Andrew who has ALS. Isn't that amazing? After the holidays. And I just want to send my love to everybody. Really, you know, I always say, if no one told you they love you today, I love you because you're you. Um, and you are. Who else are you going to be? So enjoy your holiday season. If you can't and need to reach out to somebody and you're in the North Hollywood area, reach out to me and we'll meet at Denny's. I mean, that's my place. What can I say? I always have a place. I always have a place to have like breakfast. I love Denny's breakfast. I'm, that's, I'm a regular there. So I just wanted to let you all know that, that I love you. And, uh, please, if the holidays are getting you down before you decide to do something to yourself, please, 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 please reach out to me. Can you, can you reach out to me? TikTok Bubby. I'm on TikTok, obviously, and message me, even if we're not friends. I'll friend you, you know, just reach out to me. Let me know you're okay. Let me know if you need a helping hand. Let me know what you, you need. I haven't given my sweatshirts, T-shirts, hoodies. I haven't given anything away yet for a while. I'm waiting for a little bit. You know, I want to send some more stuff. So please, everybody, just let me know you're okay. TikTok Bubby loves you. Really, I love you honestly. And I don't want, you know, if you lost your money, all your money in what's going on in the world right now, you know, remember, it's only money, okay? <laughs> it's only money. It's not everything. It's not you as a person, okay? So please remember that. Happy Hanukkah to those who are celebrating it this week. We'll talk later. Can we talk? Joan Rivers, I loved her so much. Anyway, I love you all. I'm going to leave you and gay gazenta hay, which means go in good health, Yiddish.